All right, here we are. Lawyer talk. <clears throat> off the record. On the air. On the video air. Video. Here we are. Here we are. This feels like... It's here. Real TV. So if you are at home equipped with one of those devices that will broadcast video signals into your living room or onto your computer or onto a big screen, you can watch. Jeff, you weren't down here. We had hung up our new new soundboards there. And uh, Shorty came by, doing a little cleaning. She's checking out the studio. We had things set up. We are like, let's just do a test run so we can edit some video. And we did a little run there, and it was fun. And the boys, the boys liked it. I took it to work last night. I showed it to them, and uh, they got a good laugh. They they thought Shorty was funny. I thought we, she sounded great. Yeah, we're be very wary about bringing her on. She's going to steal the show. Well, <sighs> Shorty's one of those. I mean, she's one of those little sneakers, right? She's going to come in. And, <laughs> and she she's going to she's going to be the talent, and that's that's yeah. trouble. We got to be yeah. careful. Um, so we can get it on the YouTube's. The YouTube's right. They're going to be YouTube able to see it on the YouTube's. Yeah, this was yeah. a. So my dad used to call it YouTube's. The YouTube's. Yeah, yeah. We just say, look it up on YouTube, Dad. He goes, I don't have the YouTube's. I'm like <laughs> everybody's got the YouTube's. You've got yeah, the YouTube's yeah. now. <laughs> well, this was this was all part of our sort of three point plan: podcast, audio, right? Get that solid. That's where we started. Get it tight. Get it clean. And I think we accomplished that. Uh, and we got that broadcasted to to the world. Actually, I said three-point plan, but I don't remember what the third-point plan was. Oh, no, I do. The second is get us on video, on YouTube. The third is coming next. Live. live. Streaming live. Not just streaming live audio, streaming live video. So we're going to – it won't be long before those who want to tune into Lawyer Talk and other great shows here at the 511 will be able to just – know at noon their favorite show is on for instance and if you've got nothing else to do during your work day you can just turn it on and listen people listen to the radio during work right happens all the time yeah so why not watch tv too yeah either or live streaming live streaming yeah that's gonna think something's really funny going on in the studio then you might want to tune in on youtube and say i gotta see what those guys look like when they're doing that see what those jokers are really up to um well today we're up to yet another episode of the Blinsky Chronicles. Um, we wrapped it up last time. It, it seemed like we sort of gave everything we had to give last time on the Blinsky Chronicles, but there's more. I will not mention any names, but I was approached by some listeners, two of them, in fact, that said they had tears in their eyes after the last Blinsky Chronicles. Well, the last Blinsky Chronicles... I'm not saying the last last. It's the other one. The other last. The Ride for the Pride. The Ride for Pride yeah. Blinsky Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah. So those who are listening have probably figured out by now we're an episode ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. We, we some in the some in the can. We have legal work to do and he has sales to do. We at we a store. And we already know what happened. Uh so along those lines, you know what happened now if you're listening. Because we are at the post sentencing. I mean, there's a lot that went into the sentencing. There's a lot to went into the pre-sentencing. There's a lot to went in, a lot that went into the case itself, and and the whole thing was an emotional roller coaster for everybody. And then Jeff and I sort of went home, right? <laughs> right? We finish it up, we say goodbye, yeah. and sort of one of those awkward moments where it's like, all right, see you around. You know, what do yeah. you do? And then I thought we were friends. Oh, this is a business relationship. Okay, yeah, yeah. See you later, man. Yeah, and then and it's, then it's always awkward with a client because you're like, well, all right, we'll see you later. And they always look at you like, uh, actually, I hope I never see I you I again. Mean, I hope this is the <laughs> right. last time <laughs> that right. I'm in your office. No, but that that was you know we finished it up and we sort of everybody it was relieved that we only heard one month, except you still had to do one month in the federal penitentiary. And the federal pen is the federal pen, is the federal pen. I mean, it, it, that's prison no matter how you slice it up, no matter how, how you a, look at it. There's a more graphic way to describe federal prison that I've heard people throw around as lawyers. Yeah, that's the old uh, office. Not, is office space in the movie? I don't know. I don't, did they say it in a movie? Yeah, that was a movie line. Oh, okay. Federal, what, was the, what was the line? Federal pound you in the... 
federal pound me in the ass prison. I think that's a line <clears throat> from Office Space. I don't remember. The movie. Oh, yeah, because he was going to – he yeah, had all that stolen the, Yeah, yeah. it's stolen the money. I thought it was right. supposed to take a cent out at a time. It's like modern-day <laughs> like Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, anyway, it, it, we had a couple interesting things that led up to that. And I think this is a question that maybe everybody's going to have some curiosity about. It's like, what the hell is prison like? I mean, I, I, I've never been to prison – for my own punishment. We've visited clients there many times. Um, I, I have a, I sort of have the same advice for a lot of folks when they end up having that fate. And that is look, lesser people survive. Mm. Um, you'll, you'll, you'll survive. You'll make it, you'll, you'll do it. And, and, and at least it's not eight years or five years or four years or even one year, but um, 30 days and one year of house arrest was, was what I had to look forward to. Whenever I, whenever I would do my 30, and then it's going to be a year under GPS, mo- well, you know, the ankle monitors. And then and so a year house arrest, we didn't really talk about that at the sentencing, but that was no. part of it, wasn't it? Yeah, that was part of it. it, was, it, was a, it we, we kind of just ended with the one month because that, that's all you really hear. I mean, it was a crescendo. Because that was everything after that is just kind of like, okay. I'll deal with everything, that. Everything wah, after wah, that is, wah, it, wah, everything wah, after wah, that is wah, fine. Wah. And so it's going to be five years of, of – you know, reporting probation and one year of house arrest and one month in federal penitentiary. And, you know, we, you sort of take for granted that a month is a short time, but it's still a month. And, you know, you still had a business to run too, as I recall. And we were late fall. I remember asking the it was, judge. It was November. It was November. You had to serve your time, and I remember asking because we, the judge, we asked for we asked to wait before because of graduation. There was graduation parties and weddings and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I was in for Thanksgiving. Oh, you kept, you were oh. in for Thanksgiving. Okay. No, that's what I meant. We were asking the judge to postpone it past Thanksgiving. I remember past, writing a yeah, motion. We did want to pass Thanksgiving because, and let me just let me just take a restaurant step industry. Out. You know, it's January, February are your is your biggest down that you are going to have. Okay. So, but you were doing the Thanksgiving dinners for families for years. We did it for for, for Steve's family. Yeah. Let for me tell years. you, if you didn't, you know, we know what the what's happened to the barbecue since then, or all that other garbage. But those are the best Thanksgiving dinners, man. I mean, you, we, I would show up there uh, usually with my dad, maybe one of the boys, and and we would, you would, you guys were just doling out. Goldstein would come in. Goldstein he came, came in. in. I can't believe I never did it. Well, we're usually at a time. We would do about, you know, once you figured out the meals, it was about a thousand people. Man. You know, uh, each meal came with, uh, you know, the, the turkey, the dressing, the mashed potatoes, homemade gravy, uh, the, the cranberry relish, the pies, the bread. I mean, it was the whole, uh, you know, corn casserole, green bean casserole. It was the whole, it was the whole spread. And if you happen to be an insider, and by then I was, you got a little extra shorty pie. There was yeah. There was a lot of times there was extra thrown in. There's a lot. There's extra. Well, you know, in. after a number of years, we've been cooking. You know, from the first year we did Thanksgiving dinner, second year, third year, fourth year, fifth year. So after you've been feeding the same family, you know, mm-hmm. it becomes them coming to see me to pick up their meal was a family tradition. Mm-hmm. It know, was, yeah. It, I mean, it, I, it was, we would load that up. Was and, part of it, and that was, yeah. you know, that was great because that was the whole thing. There's that people would come up and. By the time the end of the day was done, we might take a meal home. My brother always came and helped out, did a lot of work with us and family, and we'd have some turkey and watch, uh, you know, watch a movie or something. Yeah. That was the that was the end of the day because the days on Thanksgiving started at pop pop pop. I'm tweaking the mic. Tweaking the mic. <laughs> I, I, I heard think that tweak. So it's a little you, tweak. What was your plan for the barbecue when you? I mean, if you're going to be gotten, did he, you actually get an extension or did no, you No, he denied in? it. No, he denied it. He denied it. it. Okay. He said no. And uh, okay. you know what? It, sort of like, I think enough was enough, right? He just said, get it done. Yeah, that you, was it. We weren't going to try anymore. It was, yeah. uh, I was, I was ready because every month that I didn't go to jail, pushed off the one year probation. So if I didn't, you know I mean? It's not like you got any credit, you know, so the, the, the five, you know, everything starts then. Yeah, it's time. Gotcha. You just got to you just got to roll with it and be done. And How'd you feel about it? I mean, nobody wants to go to prison, but were you like, I, I can do this? this is going to be a problem or did it scare you? Oh, come on! You know, I, I wondered that. 
as I said, that Mike, tough guy it, mentality of it. I thought about this on, on the drive to work this morning. I went to work, put in some time there, and I showed up here at the 511 Studios. And my drive in, if I could record it, went through my mind, was about right. You know, it depends on who you're describing it to. You know, honestly, yeah, I was horrified. Uh, it's, you know, it sounds like, you know, and to a lot of people would be like, yeah, it's only 30 days. It's Those 30 time. days are a long time. A long time. I mean, a really long time. At least you know, you know, what's wh- going to happen. Shorty going to drop me off. And Where were you going? Well, we went up there near Youngstown. Okay. A prison up near Youngstown. I mean, I'll bet you Sweet Willie knows what that's all about. <laughs> and yeah, he probably not knows. that he's been there, but he's right, yeah. right. He, he's familiar. It's his, it's his, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's yeah. got to be familiar. It's his Berg. And, and I remember, you know, I got to go turn myself in. And me and Shorty stopped at some diner that we found, you know, get, have one last meal with her. And I was driving up. I don't know, man. We were just listening to NPR, and it was a November day. You know, we woke up, and, and the sun was coming up, and the air is crisp, and a little frost on the ground, and, and we're driving up north. And every mile was a long mile. And we stopped. I remember we ate. And I remember before I got in the car, man, I got sick. Oh. I, I, I just really? I threw up. Man. I was like, man. I hate hearing that. And then then the closer you get, and when you when you pull in the parking lot to, I mean, it was Elkton, uh, it's, it's very large. It's, I mean, there's gates, and the entrance to it is a, a very, very large intimidating place and it was straight Columbus Ohio gray it just you, you and, and I walked in and given my paperwork turned myself in they put you in a cell you used to go sit in a room so I just envisioned this I envision like gates opening or like you, Jurassic you, you, Park it, but that's not what happens you probably go into the control where the control room is where like yeah. I would go visit clients that's as a metal, you, and you just gotta you go. go say they just look at you like you ain't here to go visit no. Yeah. What'd you wear? Well, I just wore a pair of blue. I wore a pair of blue jeans, and uh, I had my. I got this belt buckle on. It's uh, it's it's a neat belt buckle, but it's a solid metal belt buckle, and it's got what looks like it's got a spindle on it. it looks like a six shooter. I never even thought about it too, because I remember the guard grabs it and he kind of looks at it, turns it sideways, and I was just like, I shouldn't even worn that. Yeah, bad idea. So well, not a good start. They 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 you get there, they box your clothes up. And then you go into another room, and you got to start going through. And I remember I go into another room, I get my boxers, I sit down on a table. They're taking photos. I don't have any tattoos, and because they want they want to document all your tattoos, they start going through you. And these one guy's looking at my paperwork, and he is like, "This, what the fuck are you doing here?" Yeah. I'm I'm like I I I hear it. He's like, "No," he's like. Nobody comes in here unless they're doing like 10 years. He's like, what is this 30 days? I, he's like, why are you here? And you just I had great lawyers. I, I was, I <laughs> said, you were carrying Steve's card at that point. I was right? like, like, this here. is where I'm supposed to turn myself in. out. This is, this is. And so then they're going to me and they're like, do you realize who you're going to be with? You're here for 30 days. He's like, the least people come in here for 10 years. All right. When you get in there. You just keep your head down, shut up, don't talk to anybody. He said, now, if anybody asks, you can tell them your charge, let them know, and then go on. So there, now, did you now, take that, that as genuine advice, or are you thinking? that This advice came out further later once we they even called the, the – this is a kind of a fast forward, but they were bringing to house a lot more child molesters in the federal – you know, so not just Ohio, just housing federal child molester inmates – Somehow they took on a contract to house more. So we were going to be with more of them. So inmates that are already there to new inmates that are coming in are going to wonder why you're there. Right. You're coming in. Are you one of these new mm. guys that everybody's coming in and talking about? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't want that. And, you know, so then, you know, you get stripped down. You get told to walk over, shower. They're not, it's, they're not being nice. There's no need to be nice. Then they give you some misfit clothes. doesn't fit. Your pants are falling down. Your shirt's all ripped and tore up, and you got some flip-flops on, and they give you an ID with a card number. And every time that you've got to go anywhere, you have to know your number. What's your number? 
and I've got an ID on. I never memorized my number. And I got barked at a number of times by if somebody got asked my number, I'd look at my card. And they would, the guards would be like, you better, you better fucking learn that. That's your fucking number and you need to know your number. I, I don't know. Once again, it was just something I, I could not memorize that number. I tried. And I would sit there and read and recite it and recite it and recite it. And it was just something that I just I don't know if it was a mental thing to where I was like, you're not going to you're not going to be a number. You're not going to remember this number. Yeah. You don't need to. You've got it. Keep your ID with you. You can read it every time. If they yell at you for not memorizing the number, so be it. So then you get moved into another cell and then another somebody else coming in. Now, where I was being able to go is they have up the hill and down the hill. <coughs> up the hill is more of a larger population and more smaller cells, and that's not where you want to be. You don't want to be uphill. You don't want to be uphill. People that have been uphill, usually you have to be uphill for a number of, re- for a number of years before you can go downhill. So I got released in the downhill. So you start off in one area, they're holding you, then they put you in a van and they drive down the hill. And then they got different blocks set up and outdoor things going on there. And it's just, it's. Now, is this all one day? So you started off. Started off in the morning throwing up in a parking lot after I ate a burger. Then I go in there. I'm getting yelled at for for how long I'm there. Then I get told not to talk to anybody. And, you know, I mean, then you strip down. You watch a shower and turn around, hands against the wall. They're doing their full search. And. You're, you're really quickly learning that you are a number. They don't care anything about you. I you mean, you are a, you are a, a number. You're, you're moving through. So then we get shuttled down. I get told where I go. I walk through these two doors. I go up these stairs. I'm on the second floor. I have to find my number. There's like 800, 600 people, I think it was, in this one area. And it's like a bunch of different cubicles, Jeff. So have you ever been in an office that has cubicles? Yeah. So you go to a cubicle, you walk in, there's there's two bunks, and there's like one bunk. Sometimes there's four people, sometimes there's three people, and about the size of a cubicle. How high were the cubicle walls? The cubicle walls were probably about five foot. Oh, so if you so, stood so up, then, you're... Yeah, if you stood up, you're seen. And so this if, is like orange is you're, black. If, if you're on the top bunk, you're laying up there. So as you look down, there's 600 people. You'll see some guys sitting on their bunk, some guys up. The, it's a... a Concrete floor, concrete walls, concrete. The sound is just a kind of like a crowd. You're at the boat, yeah. you know, just it has a has its own sound to it. And so I'm walking, looking for this cubicle that's supposed to be mine. And it's it 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 it's overwhelming because oh you know, and you just got to stand tall. In your mind, and you're walking along, and your pants are falling down to your ankles, and you've got this, they, you know, they come in, they give you your your blankets, they give you your your beginning rationing, your roll of toilet paper, you know, your bottle of shampoo, you get you get your you get your toiletries. Now you've got all this in your hand, and you're walking in, and you're trying to find where you're going to be. And I find it, and I walk in there, and what would be my bunk was going to be the top one, and there's no mat. See these blue mats, and so I'm like walking around looking for a guard because I'm not in a maximum security prison. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. Okay, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm in an an area where people may be doing a lot of time, and everybody there you work, everybody there has a job. So you're not in, you're not going to an individual cell where you're locked in a room. No, like the little tiny box you see on Alcatraz. You're in a room with 600 people. Gotcha. Which may be worse, right? On, on uh, some that, levels, I'm going to have to tell you. When I was locked up in Butler, I liked the small cell. Yeah, you know, I, I, you had your space. Uh, you have your space here. You have no space, and then, but people that if you get, you know, I mean, if you get in a fight, you're probably going to go back uphill. Hmm. You know, so there is a containment there. there. There's, you know, I needless to say, I'm lost. I'm like I'm like a, a I'm like in sixth grade. Yeah, it's like, and I don't know where homeroom class is. Yeah, and I don't know my locker code. I don't even know where my locker is. And now I'm late, and so I walk around. I see these offices. I see a send it a computer. I walk in, and I'm like, 
because I thought maybe you got to get the bed bedding, the mat. And I said, hey, uh, where do I get a bed mat? And he turned around. And he was like, just get a fucking bed mat. This is a guard tells this you this? Guard. He's like, just get a fucking bed mat. I'm like, just get a, a bed mat. He's like this. If you don't see a bed that's made, nobody's in that bed. Get that mat. Because once again, at one point, I have to go put my stuff in where I'm at. And then I have to go to a meeting. Because you got to do an orientation. Right. And you're late for that. Or you're, you're, you feel like you're rushed to yeah, get there. I, yeah. I gotta, so I got to get everything put away. I got to get everything in. You got to get to orientation because by, you know, by 6 a.m., your beds have to be made top full. There's there's a, a an area where you can go and see the directions. They have a, a posted up. So run very militant. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's like military. You know I mean? You've got things are at times. Things. This is when this happens. This is when this goes through. And this is... So now I'm walking around, and I'm going to have to say that I'm not the biggest guy in there, and there are people in there that look like people that they – so now I'm like, okay, i got to find a mat because I've got to get the mat so I can make it to orientation. Mm-hmm. So I just – now walking into a cubicle, okay, just going to walk in. And there's cement, right? There's, there's, but they're, they're, yeah, there's cement cubicles, but there's yeah. an open door. So now what am I supposed to – if I just walk in – it's like walking into somebody's a home. So this is where they are live. These doors like slammer type doors. There's no, doors. No. There's no doors. There's no doors. You no can't doors. open and close the doors. I right? keep thinking you watch like, Orange like, is the New Black. Think you remember you guys talked about the movie Office, Office Space or whatever. Yeah. Think yeah. about that office. Think about okay. these cubicles that you pull together that people sit in there and they're at their computer. And then you yeah. can walk down to another cubicle. There's no doors. It's just you know like a little walkthrough area. So just take cubicles and start packing bunks in it and then stack them on top of each other and run them in rows. Mm-hmm. And I see a bunk, I see an area where I was like, well, maybe nobody's in here. I walk in, I grab a mat, and immediately, what do you think you're doing in my face? And I said, I was told if the bed wasn't made that I could get the mat. He said, well, that's my fucking mat. You ain't taking my fucking mat. And he rips it out of my hand and throws it back up there. Now, once again, now there's now there's faces on us. Now there's something going on. And I haven't really been in this area that I'm going to have to sleep, that I am not protected by anything mm-hmm. for 30 days. I haven't been there five minutes, and I just got something ripped out of my hand. I just got yelled at by the guard. And so I... I did not. I didn't step down. All right. So this I guy. I mean, down. you got to be now, thinking. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, is it, it is it clicks? So there's so there's I'll groups. Get to that. Yeah. I'll, I'll 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 lay it out for you, Jeff. What's it? Is, it, right. is this the inside? I just googled it. No, that's not it. All right. See, I but keep picture thinking. that with 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 brick walls, like 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 you know, I mean, you know, cinder blocks. Yeah. Okay, you're stacking them in squares, and you're making. All right, we'll find one. We'll find one. We'll find one and we'll post it here. There's a show on Netflix called Orange is the New Black, and I think what you're describing is exactly how those girls are laid out in that show because they have about – but I think in in that one, probably just for purposes of you know the camera shots, they only have – they're not bunked. They just have one bed on each side, but when everybody stands up, there's just you know cinder blocks – between yes, them, that's be- it. Between Cin- the groups, it's just you know. I mean, if you if you if you build a wall with cinder blocks, okay, and you and you went straight down, and then you came out like this, you know, just yep. just making stalls, making stalls, uh, making right. stalls. Yeah. It's like cubbies. horse stalls, yeah. Okay, and so now I'm like this. I was told to get a bed that wasn't made. This is my mat. I'm taking this mat, and now he is larger than me and he is flexing his chest in my face i got i gotta ask the question look i i you hear that you hear the talks of racism of fighting amongst the african-americans the white dudes the hispanic dudes the gangsters the non-gangsters the you know is is that stuff is that what's going on here i mean it, it what's going on here i don't know i'm i'm a new guy you're in new, the area, right. area and they're going to take advantage of you. All right. You know, another thing I was told, never give anybody from your commissary. Somebody's going to ask you for a snicker or can you get me some deodorant or can you do not buy anybody anything. If you buy that guy something, guess what? 
He's going to want something next week, and then somebody else is going to know that, he, that, that they're getting stuff to the point where you won't have anything left. Yep. So – See, that, I'm, that was my plan. So you're, you're chest to chest. I'm chest to chest. With a dude who you're thinking I, – I, I was like, here we go. If he – and I, in my mind, I was like – in my mind, I said, if, if I get in a fight, I hope it's a good one. And I hope up I end up in in the medical ward. <laughs> it's got to be better than this, right? I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you imagine? I hate to how, about, how about I just because yes. here's the here, yeah. here here's yes. the wall. Very similar to that. Yeah, but you see, we weren't against the walls, the edge walls. This was in the center. Okay, oh, so if you okay. go down, think about this. It was set up like this, like a Y. So whenever you'd walk in, now you got you got things going like this. Now off each ends because you were in the center, there would be like this one, which was a giant common room. And you'd walk in there, and there'd be like, I don't know, eight TVs, a number of tables, and that's a big area. Then if you go around the sides, there's little rooms that have bleachers. The room, uh, not not any bigger than, than, than this right here, with yeah. bleachers on the wall. So the bleachers would come from the top down to the end, one TV. So you asked about the clicks. That's what happened with the clicks. That's where the clicks go. There was the Mexicans in one of those small rooms. There was that's similar. You're getting close to that. Save those and we'll put them up. We'll let people see them. So save them down. We'll get them back up. So I'm 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 ready. I'm ready. If he, I was I was ready. You're like shit's going down. And then at the corner because I'm once again I'm in his home. Really, if you think about it, I've got every reason to get my ass beat. You know, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I should knock on a door. But what do you do there, man? I'm going to tell you what, bro. What the fuck are you doing here? Most guys in here are doing a minimum of 10 years. We have guys that are doing 50 fucking years in prison. And you're here. Why didn't you do this in the county? Whichever way, that's what they're coming at me right. with. So now, here I come to walk in to... to, to uh, you know, I, I I didn't I didn't want to be like, hey, right here I, I am, Hidley Ho, neighbor. Hey, <laughs> can I get a mat? Okay. I don't seem to have a bed over here. That would be great if you yeah. if you fellers that help me out. These um, things are kind of thin. Oh, shucks, can I guys. have two? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm only here for thirty so days. I was guys. like, Come I can just go grab this and and now not not to make myself before I went in, and the main reason I did it was multiple. Thinking about going was stressful. What am I going to do if something happens? I mean, I ain't going to lie. I've been locked up before. You know, I, you know I mean, for I get DUI and nothing, you know, any amount of time. But I've, you know, we talked about in, in one that. So, I, I you know, it, it's not a total shock. But I'm ready to go. And I hear... Is there a problem here? And I look over, and there's this big guy, big, big guy, nice big stash running down mustache, and he's got tattoos all up his arms, and he's standing there, and I looked at him. I said, I just need to get a mat. He said, take your mat to your bunk. So he walked down, and as I look at him, he has tattoos on his arms, and he has has some colors, some motorcycle MC colors on his arm, which I was aware of. And I mentioned his colors, and I mentioned where he was from. I said, she from De- I asked if he was from Detroit, because I assumed there, but he's from Flint, Michigan. Hmm. And he was like, well, I knew his colors. So, yeah. you know, he's like, you know, asked what I'm a fan Yeah, how, how do you know my uh, colors? You know, how do you know my colors? You, you newbie. And I, and, and I told him, I said, man, I said, I'm a biker, bro. Roll with all kinds. I said, I know none and no. He's a member of your organization. And... He was from Detroit. That's why I asked him if he was from Detroit because the gentleman I knew that was in his in his club was from Detroit, and I was like, "Man, this would be great." Yeah, you know, Detroit. I mean, it's like Big if, money, I, no if I can if I can drop one name and we can meet it up. So he said, "No, he's from Flint. He was in the Flint chapter, but that was all good right there because I was a hang around and and so then." We started talking about motorbikes. I went to my bunk. He showed me where his was, and he said, after orientation, meet at that TV room over there. So I said, okay. All right. All right. 
So I go orientation. Uh, you got to have like kind of a sigh of relief at that point, right? Huge like, sigh of relief. Some, I mean, I got un- an unbelievable sigh of relief. So this goes relief. from almost and, uh, ass pummeling. I mean, just just where I, I you know, what I mean, I've got, you know what I mean? He was he was in my face, and I'm standing there, and it's like he he was cut like this guy could rip me to shreds. You know what I mean? It's like, but here was the deal: was that I was not going to put the Mac back, and I was not going to walk out. Yeah, just like look. Taking this mat. I'm taking the fucking mat. Let's, you know, I didn't, I didn't get in his face. And, and, but in my mind, it's slow motion and it's going on. And so Richie Rich, Richie Rich, you know, I said, meet us at the room and, uh, good orientation. Now you get steel toe boots, you get a couple pairs of pants, you get button up diggy style shirts, you get a t shirt, you get one pair of underwear, and then you get a lock. And in each one of those bunks, there's little lockers. Mm-hmm. So you get to put your stuff in there. So I go. I'm in, I'm in my uniform now. And now, once again, I got dropped off at like, I don't know, like 8 in the morning, 9 in the morning. And now it's evening. Hey, you've, had, you've had a hell of a day. It's been a full day. You know, because like I said, I, I cut out a lot when you start out there. You know, everything from rolling, you know, there's, there, there's a whole procedure going in. You got to go see yeah. a nurse. You have to give blood. They've taken my DNA a number of times. I'm a felon now, and they want it in multiple areas. They're swabbing your mouth. Boom. Your DNA is on file now, kid. Government, we got a piece of you. And they did that multiple times, took DNA Man. samples from me. And so now, and then they even drug test you before you go in, you know, just just to know. Just to know. Yeah, why not? Why not? And so now I get done with that. I go back, and you have to go back and make your bed after your orientation. So I go make my bed. So then I, I walk over to this room he told me to go to, and it's got these bleachers in it. There's a TV hanging there. Now, to watch TV, you need an FM transmitter, which is a radio. No volume is being played. You have to listen to everything through a headset. So you can't just— So you either stare at a screen. You can stare at a screen, or you got to—and and you don't get to bring in a Walkman— Mm-hmm. You know, no it's, you, you don't. Well, you <laughs> not don't on the you, list you, of approved items. Yeah. Not on the list. You know, and so you're gonna have to wait till commissary day to order a, order a Walkman. Excuse me, sir. I brought uh, my iPad. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, you just missed it. It's 30 days from now. <laughs> yeah, no good. Yeah, and then you gotta you gotta sit down and set up. And, and I couldn't. So I walk into this room, and uh, I told I told Richie where I where I was from, and this guy walks up to me and says, "Hey, so you're from Johnstown." I said, I'm, I'm from Johnstown. He's like, I'm from Johnstown. There you go. And uh, he's like, you got that barbecue? I said, yeah. I said, you been there? He's like, no, nah, I was locked up before you opened it. But I through communications, through family, I know that there was a barbecue that was opened up. And, and How's he, he putting you together with the barbecue? Did you tell him you had the barbecue? No, I told him I was from Johnstown, Ohio. And he just said, you're the guy with and, the barbecue. And Richie was one of his, in his clique. Now, you got to remember, this clique that I became a member of was uh, – you know, I don't want to go too far into a, uh, a retired police officer, uh, motorcycle club affiliates, uh, senior citizens, and we watched Fox News. <laughs> gotcha. Um, you got it? Yeah. Got it. That, that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's, they're like, you can they're read like, between the lines. They're like, you're with us. Yeah. You're and, a Fox News guy from and, here on out, whether you like it or not. Yes, yeah. yes. You're a Fox News guy now. And, uh, so he, he comes up to me and starts talking to me, and he told me where his house was. I told him where I lived, and, and oddly enough, he, you know, he was the police officer. I met Shorty uh, in 1999 when they opened Fado Irish Pub at uh, the Old Easton there. And at that time, they'd have a special duty officer that was there. And in those years that I used to go there, he was a special duty officer. Is that right? That worked that wow. day. Wow. Small so world. So we're, we're talking about our small world and then he sits down, brings me to his bunk. Now he's been in there, I'm trying to think. He well over five years at this time, you know, five six years he's been in there. What's he doing? What he's doing time for? Here, what's anybody doing time for? All right, you don't ask that question. Well, you know, I I, I did actually. He talked with Steve mm. because and 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 
I told Steve what I knew. Steve doesn't divulge other clients. Yeah. You guys don't divulge anything to me. Right. Yeah, notice the silence but here. But there's a silence mm-hmm. there. So what I'm assuming is that what he told me is it isn't doesn't matter. Whatever. This guy's from Johnstown and I'm talking to him and he gives me a Pepsi and a Snickers bar. You know, there's no coolers or anything like that. Yeah. Just, you got a nice hot Pepsi. Hey, here, yeah. you want to be on a Pepsi? And I, I'm going to tell you what, this is the best Pepsi Snickers bar <laughs> and that you could have ever had. I mean, it was. Yeah. I'm so now. I, well, that was the last. We, we walked. We walked into the room. So then he also gives me an FM transmitter, and uh, and headphones. Now, one thing with him was that he's got a pension, so he's still getting paid. So he he's he's doing time, and I do believe it's gun charges, and uh, he, he he's he's not starving, you know, and he's been there for a number of years. So he's got a collection of stuff. You're allowed to buy containers to store your stuff in too, mm. and so you know he gives me the one with the tape on it, with the one ear kind of crinkled. But who cares? Yeah, it, right? doesn't you know, right. it, does, it doesn't doesn't matter. I'll take it. Yeah. I, I will take it. So now I've got the headset, and I walk with him with the Snickers and a candy bar, and I sit down. And I'm in this room and ponytail, gray-haired bikers. And my first phone call that I got to Shorty, I told her I'm in. I said, send me pictures of my bikes. Yeah. It's like that's the common ground, right? It makes sense. You know, because – so I got to sit down and tell them about the bikes that I built. And and with one group, we just talked about motorbikes. It was like, oh, this is it. You know, this is it right here. I'm used to hanging out with this crowd. And – so now I'm, I'm in, and so really, you know, that's, that was pretty good. Well, let's be clear. I mean, you're not, you're not the, you're not a motorcycle club guy. I mean, you're not, you're not, you didn't, you didn't have the, I, ne- I, everything I, I, I never, I never joined a club. I right. hung around different. Uh, you just, you just rode and partied with them. Yeah. Times. All right, that gotcha. was, that was it. You know, no, no real affiliation. with And them. It had nothing to do with what got you to. No. Not right. I just want to make that. That's, so everybody you know, knows that you're not. Uh, no, that's just, yeah. I just. Hang if you, just cross paths on motorcycles. If you're a real motorcycle enthusiast, you will cross paths with a lot of different styles of motorcycle enthusiasts. Yeah, that's a good way. To say you know, that. and I mean, some of sort them sort of like are, the ride for pride, right? And yes, and some of them. And Derek heard that, you know, worked with me, and he said, "Man, Jared," he said, "That was a good episode." He was like, "And you're right." He was like, "We've had the whole thing from outlaw bikers with the police officers." He's like, "And there was never." There was never a problem with that. And there was one. I will talk about it on another date. But it was, right. a, it, was, it, was just, it was my own problem mentally. It was not like a fight or anything broke out. Uh, well, yeah, I don't, I, I'll go there because we just had last week. On one of the rides, it was a big rain, and it was a large amount of bikes, at least 300. And we were leaving the continent. This is actually the last one to leave the continent. Yeah. And – uh a member of an MC club. Real deal. And when you I mean, say this, MC this, club, for those out there that don't know, you're talking about like a criminal I'm, type enterprise yes. club. All right. right. I'm, for I'm, whatever that's worth. Right? I mean, I'm not mean, judging one word. Just, they, that, that, they, they were there. They were there. And one, uh, he came up to me and he was like this, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be taking the lead when we roll out. Okay. And I was like, all right. Now, here's the thing. This guy's in Columbus. This guy is a patch wearer. This guy is not just a, a new new patch wearing member. He's, he's, now, after this ride, I will also be riding in this town, and there's chances that I will see him again. And they have a big thing on their respect. And there's fights that breaks out. If there are two different motorcycle clubs that are together and one who's leading the pact, like if they end up riding together, who is leading the pack? Have lidden, ha, ha, can in, in in just obscene ways. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay. When we get to the memorial, we pull in. There's an officer who came up to me, and he'd been on like damn near every ride, and he was like, "This, what in the hell is going on? Why is he in the lead?" This is about first responders. This is about military. This is about, he said, this is not about them. And I was like, I remember I just opened my hands. I said, 
what do you what do you want me to do? What do you want? He's like this. He's like, you don't let him lead. And then he turns and walks away from me. The first number of years on the 9-11 rides, we had a lot of people that were working on it and a lot of support. You know, and last year it's me. It's just me. That you know, things have dropped off from the escorts that we had able to do it. They can't do it for insurance reasons with their business to some people that aren't on it. And you know, that was the one time I remember and but and there was a number there was there there was a large amount of patch wearing different organizations on that ride. And I remember looking at them and thinking to myself, which it isn't the way it started. And I was I was scared because I was hurting people or making them to worry. And, but what was I to do, man? Yeah. What, right. I mean, no, hold on. What was yeah. I to do? What yeah, was what, I to do? Yeah, what's really good? No happen? offense, I mean, police officer, man, but it, I will gladly it's like this. If you ever make you upset that, over you, him. You, you take it to him. You yeah. take it to him. Yeah. So I guess back to it now, you know, I guess. Yeah, you're back it, to it. So you, you, you've got your this transistor was a big part radio. Of that time. You got your headset. I mean. Yeah. So the transistor radio, they got the headset. But the theme is, the, then, is the bikes. Well, yeah. And then when you're in there, you always have to listen to the, the voice in the sky. And I've got very bad hearing in this ear. It's like 10% of hearing after the accident that I was in. And if I get into one of those rooms, like a crowd, like a stadium style or a concert area, it's very difficult for me to, to – the, 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 the sounds blend. And you – That's what you'd hear. And I'd be like, what they say? What they say? Because they might call your name. Yeah, and you're thinking. <laughs> and, you know, no, no. And, yeah. and these guys have told me, that they're like, always listen to the voice in the sky. Listen to the voice in the sky. And so I, I every time I would hear something, I was like, are they calling me? Is that, is that me? Or was I supposed to go in there? Because one time my name did get called. Go down to the, go down. I don't know if it was the warden or if it was the top, it was the top dog of this. Because there's multiple buildings where I was at. I mean, it's a campus, you know I mean? There's, you know, so I get called in. And is it like, ooh, like, oh, I, going to the office. I, I walk yeah. in and, and yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I walk in, he's like, have a seat. And I'm like, okay. And he was like this. Hold on. So he's got his computer screen. He flips it over to the side. He's like, so this is your barbecue? I was like, yeah. He had it. He had the internet, you know. He, had, right, so. he was on our website. And then... He started asking me barbecue questions. <laughs> we should send him a copy of the Polinsky brisket. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, that was it. Polinsky I talked break. to him about briskets and everything like that. And it's like, you know, so then I leave there. And, but now now I'm worried, too. I was like, oh, great. I don't want to look all buddy-buddy with yeah. these now, guys Now you're Mr. Brown-nosing. Now right. it's like, you know, what's what you get called in the office there for? What you guys are, you know, so now I'm like, oh, great. Bastard, man. just want to know how to cook a brisket, man. And so... Then, you know I me, mean? it's coming to the end of the night. And, and I laid down and, and, and I wished I was at home. You know, I was getting along and things were going all right. And, but I, I, I trust me, I was at home. Were you with those guys in that room or was it? Yeah. Oh, you were. Well, no, with, with which the officers, the COs, no, your buddies, your clique now, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah, my clique. Now that, we, yeah, we, I got the Snickers, I got the radio. I go in there, we watch some. some are they Fox all in the sort of the same area? I guess where you're sleeping, or they have we're, different bunks? And the, yeah, we're all in the same. It's it's big, man. It's it's big. But who's below you? Is the guy below you cool? Well, I was with two guys. One guy was from Atlanta, and uh, the other. I didn't really talk to my bunk mates. Okay. Um. I would go in there. I'd say, you know, if I had something, I'd offer to share maybe something with them a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, they didn't really. No, we didn't really talk. Okay. So, what we I get up in the morning. Do you sleep at all? Not much. Yeah. I I, I laid there. I listened to things going because there's a there's a murmur you know, going on. There's, it's always, it's always up now. I was lucky enough that uh, the first few nights I was there, they shut the lights off. First couple nights, they turned the lights off at a certain time. And then okay. you could see like little walking lights. Like if you had to go to the bathroom or walk around, you, there's other areas you could sit in. Yeah. Uh, there was a certain point in time where the rooms got the, the side rooms, TV rooms were closed. 
And I wake up, and I go down next morning, going down for breakfast, and it's cold. I remember, remember and you got to go wait in this line out. You go. They do bunk inspections. We were on the second level. There's a level underneath us. Whoever's dormitory is cleaner gets to go eat first because they got to let the bottom half out, and then they let the top half out. Evidently, we weren't the cleanest because in the 30 days I was there, we never got to go eat first. <laughs> um, so I go down there, and I had met this one other guy from Toledo. He was another biker, and he was he was a really good guy. Uh, so I'm walking down there with him, having breakfast with him, and we're sitting down eating, and the CO's like this. Hey, boy, come here. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, I'm like... Yeah, he's like this. Yeah, you. Yeah. And uh, he's like this. So I understand that uh, you are in the food and beverage industry. I said, yeah, yeah, I've worked in the food and beverage industry. He's like, I heard you own a restaurant. I said, I, I do, sir. I do own a restaurant. He's like, all right. See you at 4 o'clock. <laughs> 4 o'clock. So the next day, at the first, you know, the next day, decided so that one day there, the next day I was like four o'clock. He's like, "Yeah, here, you know, you're you're in the kitchen now." He's like, "Yippee, I got a job." Yeah, right? you, yeah, yeah. Here's here's what you're doing now. You know, at one point, I was kind of like this too. I'd brought in some reading materials. I had some things going. I was, you know, I was like, "I'm going to take care of. I'm going to do this," and I got through the next day, and next morning, I was like, "I don't have an alarm clock." You know, so you can, and it's like, if you don't wake up or can't have somebody wake up, they'll wake you up. So he was talking about 4 a.m.? 4 a.m. All right. Next day. Yeah. Forgive me. I mean, I, no, I get up right. at 4 a.m. now. So, yeah, no. But, so so no, I 4 a.m. I was there, I was there at, at 4 a.m. So they'll wake you up. Now, so, bar, that's not uncommon for you getting up that early for barbecue, right? No. Okay. No. So I, once again, uh, I, I was up once, and, and he stopped by, and uh, a CO walked in. And he's like, all right, you're up. Because they only open the doors. It's all timing. Because I would have to go wait at a door. They would unlock it. A group of us would walk down outside. Then you go over to where the kitchen is. Then you have to wait outside another door. And at another time, that door is unlocked. Then yeah. you go inside. So then I go in there, and, man, it's – the most chaotic thing it was we go in there good news i'm I, i'm 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 opening up and cooking off we started with we're doing the eggs okay and they come in those crates and i look down at the crate and it's just like that mixed you know oh it's the mix so yeah you just put, it's already been these aren't farm fresh organic not, eggs not farm fresh <laughs> and i look at the box and i was like this these were expired last month. You know, like, oh. and, and that one right there, I didn't really bring up to anybody. It's like, because really, to be honest with you, it's, probably it's, all right. it's all right. Yeah. But something like this. But that. These are powdered eggs, right? Yeah. Or like liquid or yeah, mm -hmm. whatever. The so, liquid. so I'm on lunch and dinner patrol. And then they put me on a flat top. And uh, 6,000 pancakes is what I had to make. Six thousand pancakes on a flat. You're talking like a flat top griddle. I'm talking about a flat top. Balls, I'm talking probably. about a flat top griddle that's like from there to there. It's and about you're the flipping six thousand. So pancakes. you're just going like this: bing, 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 right? <laughs> and some of these guys have got it. I've cooked pancakes before, but you see, you gotta watch the bing, 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 because if you're too slow, bing, binging, you're you're you're, you're already behind, those right? are burnt. Yeah, right. you got yeah. I mean, so you got to get them out and flipped and then off. And uh, well, and you take you're you're a cook, you're a chef, yeah. so you're taking so, pride in this a little so, bit. Yes, man, I, but I'm gonna taste good. And then they, and I did, I did it good. I did. There's yeah. a couple that uh, my first couple around there, and and, and the ones that you got to remember is a fresh hot top, and also when it's fresh, it's a little bit hotter. Once you start cooking on, temperature's gonna drop down. There were some first ones there. Then I'm sorry, boys. First one, yeah. 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 Now they don't turn down the burnt ones. You got to remember that they're gonna serve it. All right, so all right, okay. So now, now, okay, so now you here's where you are. You go, somebody goes through the line, and they're eating burnt pancakes. They can be like, "Who the fuck's cooking the pancake? Who's this, <laughs> Mister Barbecue cooking you know the damn I mean? hotcakes?" So you know, you got to think about that. And then, uh, so then I go from there to uh, we did uh, two thousand hamburgers from for lunch, for lunch, and you're Ooh, putting these patties six thousand pancakes. So what are the patties so got, like? I'm sure that's fresh. 
augering like a Kobe forming beef. The, forming the patties? No, no, you know, you're not forming <laughs> the patties. You're not. opening up the boxes, and they're frozen, and you're throwing them on. Is there a dent on those boxes? And I didn't look for the dent on those boxes, but they're like 90% fat, you know? So these things are cooking, and they're shrinking up, and you're just getting – now you're like cooking more patties and – in the soup, <laughs> you know, and you're just going like this is pop, pop, pop. It's a big flat top, and there's bubbles going, and it's just like this. Here we go. Oh, here man. we and go. And you got the – you're the griddle guy. Yeah. You were cooking all that. So then they had to start – we had to do some prep for the PM guys, and I remember this is the worst shit, man. Frozen chicken, okay, quarters, chicken quarters. It's like, hey, I used to smoke these chicken quarters. Man, I know this stuff. And uh, they're frozen in these bags. They're blocks because they come in the chicken boxes. Yeah. And then and, and they got like a big plastic bag. That, so you got liquid in there and the chicken in there. But if you freeze it in, you got a big block. And they're taking it. They got these big tilt brazers. And they're putting hot water in it. And they're dumping these blocks of chicken and just, just spraying hot water all over them. <laughs> No, these guys are like, all right, no, shut. Well, I'm going to tell yeah. you something. That's that's food safety, that's, right? That'll get you shut down. <laughs> you know what I mean? That'll get you shut down. And, you know, and then I – what am I to do? What's so, hold on. The, Excuse the, the, me. The, the kitchen didn't <laughs> pass inspection? You don't think it would pass Excuse a health me. inspection? Imagine that. Uh, so, you know, and then, you know, and then it's odd too. It's like so. I, I, I didn't do the prep with the prep guys. We'll get locked into a big room, and then you get chained to the table with a knife that's chained to the table. Because you got to remember, as you're working, <laughs> just, you're 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 in the chefs, okay? But you can't have tongs and a knife, and it's right. like it's so, gotta, you have some security. You, right. you this, the, is prison. this is prison. Right. So it's, and I'm like looking around to see how they do this with these like big blocks of wood that you're supposed to use, or you know what I mean, like that. We did have wooden paddles was a big thing. So you're like, these guys are just sitting there, hot water running over the top of chicken and blocks, and they're just, oh, ch- ch- and I'm just like, man. And <laughs> Chicken blocks. Yeah. And they ask you, what are your thoughts on this kitchen setup? They were like, well, at one point, I mean, going down the road, yes. Uh, what I saw in this prison, and that was why I didn't really want to mention the name because I don't want to open up some – I want a big, deep investigation because, you know what I mean? I, but they were at the, at the end of the year. It's at the end of the year. Okay? Right, we're You're, in January, right. We're, we're, going, we're, going to, we're in November. So you okay, get so out right, January, before, January. right after Christmas? Right well, before. I, I got out. Uh, was, I went in before Thanksgiving. I got out. I think it was like in the first week. There was a little sling there of, of December. I think I did like the first week of December. But now if you have a budget, Jeff, Okay, and it's like this. They give you $5,000, right? Mm-hmm. Can you spend 1500 of it? Mm-hmm. Next year, they're going to give you $1,500. Right. Okay, because you didn't need the whole $5,000. So they need to spend this money. And right. this is where, and I talked to a number of inmates that had to do it, and I couldn't believe what was going on. When you go in there, you get these stainless steel boots and these blankets. I'm going to tell you what, to be honest with you, the main blanket you got was a really nice blanket. I mean, it was a thick wool. I mean, it was a good blanket. They were throwing them away. Trash, brand new boots in the box, brand new uniforms, brand new blankets being thrown away, being thrown away. Wow. They're pulling out equipment and putting in new mixers, and they were doing some work in the kitchen. And they're taking out perfectly good equipment, which goes to the metal shop, which it gets cut apart into pieces and gets sent out for scrap. And I just saw the amount of waste to where I was like, man, there are like homeless people that would love to have them boots in that blanket. Yeah. At least do something. You right? know, Somebody I'm, I'm take just, just going to say. Well, maybe if they got thrown out, homeless it, people maybe were rummaging through and got them down the You said that at some CO? Well, no, this is just inmate talk. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. uh, this in the Fox News room. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm in the Fox News room and they're like, Fair and they, you know, they're like, can you believe what we got to do? Can you believe that they're just incinerating all of this? Because there's everybody gets a job. You work on the trash, you work on the grounds, you work in the kitchen, you work, you know, they, uh, they had a contract where they made metal bunks in the welding. I knew some guys worked in the welding there and they got shipped off. It wasn't just for that prison, but it was for other prisons. They had, they had metal shops. They had, you know, you, you got to go to work. And so at this time they're installing stuff and they're going through it. And, uh, I remember that they were having a health. Well, I was, I did, I, I brought it up. 
I brought it up when we had sardines in, in the, in the, on the boxes, said not for human consumption. On the sardines? On, on sardines in these cans <laughs> on the box. And I said to this one guy, I said, hey, man, does that say not for human consumption? <laughs> and he said. Fragile. He said, you're fucking in prison. Now, this is an inmate. Oh, okay. This isn't. No, this is an inmate. Yeah. He's like, you're fucking in prison. So what the fuck do you think you're going to get? And so it's like continue on. Which it's almost a, like it was a joke. No, <laughs> What yeah. do you do with sardines? You put them into trays and you put them out on the salad bar. And then you know what some of the inmates would do is they find pieces of plastic or if they work in the kitchen, they take the rubber gloves and then they will stockpile sardines into this glove and then take it back and put it in their locker. And be like later on the night snacking, everybody just eating sardines Ugh. out of a glove. That doesn't sound good to me. But I, sound, know, I, I thought I, you were going to say it was some trick that made his locker stink and he got to move or something. No, no, <laughs> that, no, that was just Ugh. just a late night snack. And so it's not like popcorn. And these are the sardines you're essentially feeding. But the you fish. know, some of the guys when we got to open those cans and we'd open up cans is that they because you're trying to do some work done, so they take a lid and you fold it in half. Right, so then you've got a knife, and you could do some work with it. And you uh, didn't really want to get caught with it, but it was kind of—I don't know—I think it was kind of led to be let it slide. It like people knew that something had to get done. So I would get done with that at about noon or a little afternoon, and uh, the same gentleman that hooked me up before—I I made a trade with him. I, I had money on the books. I bought something that he wanted, and I traded him for a pair of uh, tennis shoes. We both wear size 11s. So he let me wear his tennis shoes. And uh, I used to be a runner. I used to run a lot. And I was like, I'm going to get back. I'm going I'm to run again because there's a out, so you can go outside. And there's a track. And they had like bocce ball court, and there's a soccer court and baseball. And now – when you're off, when you're not at work, you can kind of roam the campus. But during certain times of the day, you have to be in countdown, which means you have to be in your, you have to be in your, in next to your bed standing up. And they do that twice a day. Twice a day, you got to be next to your bunk and they do count. And then throughout the day, there's lockdowns where it'll be a few hours where every door's locked. So if you want to be in the rec room and they lock the doors, you're there. If you're outside, you're outside. If it's freezing and you didn't make it to the door because you were trying to get there before the door locked and it's locked, you're fine. Or some because you always got to go through a door, through a door, through a door. It's always there's double always, doors. There's secure. always yeah. there's always Every, there's always room. You know, I mean, there you go through one, then you're in an area, and then one. And if you get caught in there and it's a little area like this, and the door's locked, and it, you're there for four hours, you're there in that room. You, you're in that room for four hours. You go to the bathroom, tough luck. You're stuck there. Yeah. Really? It's like the corridors we go through when we go visit, right? You get locked in. They get, you go in a door, it locks. You wait on the other door to open. Yeah. And then when that opens, everybody you – know, Does that Well, so sometimes they would just be open, you know, until you they go. locked. Until they so locked. So, like, let's say you went through this door and you're running for that one. Because I'd seen guys before that got locked in rooms that had been, like, like in hallways. You get locked in hallways. <laughs> and they're just like <laughs> – you know, some guys are sliding pieces of paper or something under the like door. Notes. <laughs> yeah, passing oh, notes. And oh, that sucks. So I got those tennis shoes, and I and I would get done work, and I'd put my shoes on, and I got a, I got sweatpants, and I would run. I would so run. Your day is like, and I would run, and I mean, I would. I remember the first day that I ran when I came in. Man, my legs were quivering. You know, just because I just was like, that's it. I'm just going to run. And then I would run. I'd come back, take a shower, and then go watch some Fox News and then go to bed. And a couple times I went in just straight red, went to bed. And I would just get up early and I would work as hard as I could in the kitchen, as as good as I could and as hard as I could. And I would I would make up the slack for the other guys and I didn't care. I was just, and then when I got done with that, I would run to the point of exhaustion. Then. then and once you had your click, you were cool there? Yeah, but if I, I could have been in real trouble if I'd have done more than 30 days. Really? Just yeah. uh, basic mistakes. I messed up which was like in my last week. 
you only get so much phone time and you got blocks on time and there's always a, a wait. You got to wait to get on the phone. You know, sometimes you want to make a phone call and it would, you just, man, you're waiting around the phone, mm. you know, and you got to get in line. If you get out of line, you lost your spot. That's the rule. So you got to take a piss or something. Yeah, that's, yeah, it, that's it. No, if you walk yeah. away, you're, you're out of the fucking line. And I got actually, we did get granted extra phone time because every morning I called the barbecue. And I would go over different things. I'd talk about recipes, and we just and every, every still running the barbecue business. <laughs> that without I, they gave me because you're only allowed so many minutes for the month, and they gave me double minutes because like after a while, I guess for good you can you can earn more minutes because I did get paid to uh, to to work in the kitchen. Uh, and we're paid? talking what like twenty bucks an hour, three bucks an hour, three cents an hour, three bucks a day. <laughs> three oh, three cents, cents an hour. Three cents an hour. <laughs> Some oh, guy's been working wild. for years and got raises up to five cents, and I'm not kidding around. They talked about it, man. And think about this though. Now, I mean, I can get to it where I met, I met, man, I met inmates in there that were doing loads of time that really didn't need to be doing that much time. Well, you know, they, I mean, we, like, we, 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 you know, just drug use cases. Or drug, there's just drug cases in there where people were doing, yeah, decades and fifteen years. I've where I would feel cases. horrible, and this is where I messed up. So in the kitchen, I'm knocking it out, and I, I made some 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 friends in the kitchen. And this one big big brother, man, he was a nice guy. He's from Georgia, and uh, you know he always dreamed of having his own kitchen or cooking or something like that. Now he was doing, I think it was like something ridiculous, man. I want to say 80 years, oh. and uh, it was cocaine charge, a uh, coke charge. Well, what it was was he sold somebody coke, and she cooked it into crack. Yeah, okay. Dies, yeah. So when they, anyhow, they charge, you know, so where like the Coke, the crack is when he got busted, you know, the laws were written up to where Coke was a white man's drug and crack's the black man's drug. So you're going to get, what was it, double, crack, triple? Crack was worse. Yeah, crack. and they, they changed all that. Yeah. Not that, I mean. Now I got with him when Obama did change it. Now he, whenever I met him, he was, he'd already done, I think it was 18 years. Mm-hmm. And he was from dope uh, charge. That's a long. He time. was God. he was from some place in 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 Georgia, you know. And the concept is weird too, because it, when it's crack, it's not as potent as cocaine. No, no, no. It's the opposite. It's oh, it's more potent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess. I guess I'm just out. Back in lunch. Illinois, they didn't, you weren't doing a lot of crack out there. You know. So if you take not. it away, he had got busted. Like it was either in the like ninety nine, two thousand. Like so, the height. Well, of I mean, it, right? well, yeah, it was. It was. It was in the nineties when he got hit. Yeah. And uh, but a super super nice guy, man. You know, and talk about his family, and you know, I mean, he's he's up here now. He liked it better whenever he was doing time in in, in the south, but he got transferred up there. And I mean, see, once again, I don't want to bust anybody out. This is what I, this is what I didn't think about. I, I really fucked up in there, man. I did. So the guards, if you're good and you're, they they do they do their own shit. They, you know, they are lackadaisical. You can get away with shit, man. You can, yeah. you can, there's there's things there. There's there's, there's drugs dope coming there. there's, in. There's, 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 there's contraband. It's, it's there. I mean, like in the mornings, you know. What I mean, I was always blown away in the bathrooms, man. It's like people are smoking. You know, I mean, you're not allowed with cigarettes, but there's people smoking dope in there. You know, and 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 every morning there's people smoking dope. I was blown away, and uh, so I covered for him, and he had a system because we worked in the kitchen. And working, being a good kitchen guy is powerful because you have access to certain items. And while I'm knocking out two man's job, he can sneak around this corner, run there because all the doors are unlocked. Remember, and things were happening where he was able. To, you know, he, he was he was stealing food. Hmm. Right. Um, now, and I was and I was I wasn't helping him, but I was doing enough work to where you know, CO checks. He walks in at the beginning and then comes back at the end, mm-hmm. and the work's done. And oh man, you guys are really knocking it out, and you even clean the grill. That's awesome. You guys do a great job. Thanks. I was like, okay, cool. And he's got ace bandages that he's putting beans and stuff. You know, what I mean, he's 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 running right. it because that's how he's got to make his living. He's got nobody putting money on his books. So he's, like, he's, 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 he's hustling. He's hustling, man. You know, he's going in there, which that's one thing I found is, is I mean, there's a lot of different ways. There's a way to make an apple pie in a mop bucket. Um, Did you do that there? I had a bite of it when I was offered it. And because what am I going to say? This was a prized like two-day event. 
to wrap tortillas up and did they, they, made, got, they made they made an apple pie in a mop bucket and a mop bucket hot water which with, keep with changing, tortilla you keep yeah with soft tortilla, shell tortillas yeah and you keep changing because you can get tortillas on the on, from commissary uh huh. And then you can get like one apple and another. It's like you get one package of sugar, two packages of sugar with your meal, you know, and people would always want that sugar, want the sugar. And I made a call. I was talking on the phone to the barbecue. And uh, how things going up there and everything? He's like, yeah, how's the things in the kitchen? I was like, oh, good, man. I was like, dude, it's fucking crazy in here. These motherfuckers steal shit all the time. I was like, man, they're running out here stealing shit, man, cooking things in mop buckets. And I'm kind of telling them all this, right? Now, uh oh, yeah, you know what's going on here now. Right, I really, I don't know. I, I, I didn't. I just, you, I, lapse I, in judgment. It was a lapse in judgment. Yeah, everything's being recorded. Right, everything's being fucking recorded. Um, I didn't, I, I, I didn't think about that, and it's not that the people recording it was who I should have been worried about, because then I noticed this is like my last week there. I kind of walk into the Fox News Network, and they aren't stepping to me, but I can tell that they're not really looking at me, and they're not, they're kind of pushing away. And uh, then this one this one Italian guy came up to me, he confronted me, and he got on me about you know they're recording all that shit, and you can't be telling. I mean, it's like you're ratting out everybody that's stealing shit from the kitchen. Yeah. And once it came to me and I realized what I had done and it was, you know, and he was in my face and he had got me cornered and he had got me at the right time. And I was like, shit, here we go. Now on that, after a couple of days, the cop came to me and he said, man, I've talked to the guys. I told them that you're new, that you're just, you're green. You didn't know what you're doing. But don't do that shit, yeah, man. Don't mm, be what, a dumbass. What the fuck dude. are you doing? You know. Well, look, and, if it makes you feel any better, every client that I've ever had, I say to his family and him, "Hey, listen, man. Everything you're saying while you're in jail is getting recorded. Don't talk about the case." And they all do it. Ninety-five percent. I tell them not to do it. They all yeah, do it. They all yeah. do it. And they no, think there's no, a. No, I didn't. I didn't, man. I didn't. And, like, and then they're telling their gal, it's like, yeah, you know, just go get that stuff that I told you about that's under the bed. Yeah, don't, you know, just, you know, where the where the bucket is. Yeah, just yeah, go grab old, that and take, take that. old blue. Yeah. Anyway. You know, and, and I don't want it to sound like I'm making light of it. I, I did the best I could do. Well, no, look. So I mean, you can't you make that. stuff in mop buckets? And, is that the deal? Well, I, I can suppose make. I could. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, they <laughs> Is is it, or is it well? They had to steal the stuff together. Well, no, it's because well, it's like it from commissary, okay, like any hooch and making hooch. We'll get to that, All right. and and that was that was kind of where I got worried. But yeah, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, <laughs> we we're gonna we're gonna end this today. But the, to me, this is we're a gonna fade out. Part of the story. We're gonna fade yeah. out, yeah. and yeah. then we're gonna fade back in here on lawyer talk on video. Off the record, on the air, and on video. How do we say that now? I don't know. We have to come up with a tagline. Lawyer talk, off the record. On the tube. On the tube. I like it. So here we are, Blinsky Chronicles. The federal pen is the pen. Lawyer talk, off the record, on the tube. Until now.